Good morning and welcome to Car Thoughts with David. I'm your host as always, David Calvert, and thank you guys so, so much for tuning in, for taking time out of your day to listen to what I say, for hopping in the car with me and going on this adventure. So, um, you know, my goal as always is to just really, you know, share my story, tell you guys what I'm doing so I can inspire you to go out and do things like this too, you know, because at the end of the day, um, you know, it's it's so exciting to be able to share stories, to be able to write, to be able to do videos, to, to do this podcast. And, you know, I want to share that experience and, and the joy that I have in it and how much, you know, fun it is because, you know, it it's changed my life. And, um, you know, I told you guys that I was writing a book. I had a goal of writing four books in 2019. Um, I got one of my books done early. I got excited. I wanted to start writing it. So I was like, well, you know, I'll be able to write it, get it out, you know, and get it on Amazon in 2019. You know, thinking it would take me a couple weeks to write. Um, needless to say, it took me the better part of a weekend to write. Um, I was so into it and I just got into the flow and just, just finished it. Um, it's a short book, obviously. I mean, it's only like 56, 60 pages, somewhere in there. Um, but it's a, it's a story of, of me. You know, it's a mini autobiography, uh, you know, and talking about how I never really fit in or found what I was good at or fit in with other people that were like my own age or, you know, uh, how I enjoyed sitting around and listening to people tell stories and how I in turn wanted to tell stories as well and then how I started doing it you know and how I found my purpose and a lot of people had asked me to write this book um, and I put it out and it actually became available in print um, and Kindle on Christmas Day which was awesome it was a great Christmas present from Amazon um, to have my book available for purchase, and um, within maybe an hour of posting it, um, I had already had one of my friends, who was one of the people who actually said I should write the book, um, months and months ago, uh, when we started together in the 5am challenge, uh, his name is Kent Ribbo, and I think I pronounced that right, he's from Crete, and um, you know, uh, just super, super excited that he was interested in the book, and I told him about it, and he was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I'm working on, I'm working on getting my Amazon account set up right now so I can buy it." And so he actually purchased it. He was my first sale on the book, and um, the book's called "Excuse Me, I Don't Think I Have a Box," um, because you guys have heard me talk about this on the show before, where you know society has these things that they tell us like oh, okay well you know you're you're you know uh this is what you should be or this is what you should do with your life you know you have your high school guidance counselors or you have you know whomever telling you like this is what your life's supposed to be like this is what life is you know um you know the family the the the, the house the white picket fence the dog the 2.5 kids the, the station wagon whatever this is what life is and, um, you know, I never seemed to fit in any of the molds that society tried to put me in. 
and you know I didn't really know what to do with that or how to cope with that because I couldn't find a place that was my own uh, that I was supposed to be a part of and it wasn't until this year actually 2018 that I actually found that place and found that purpose and and everything started to click together click in place I had tried to write books before I had tried to do things before in years past and nothing ever seemed to work nothing ever seemed to come together I didn't have the right message or the right group of people to encourage me to keep doing it and as I went I realized that you know it, or at least I thought it wasn't for me until this year and I met so many amazing people like Kent and uh, you know just just incur you know I'd tell my story and people were like you need to write this down you need to do this and of course I've got my science fiction novel coming out hopefully it'll be out next month it is done and has been done since the beginning of December but of course you know I want to get it edited and actually have it proper and everything I've got an artist doing a cover for it which looks phenomenal um, and you know so I have that coming up and around the corner and you know but I wanted to get this book written I wanted to get started on my books that I promised I'd write for 2019 <laughs> and I really did not expect it to be done and surely didn't expect it to be on Amazon by Christmas so I mean that was just thrilling um, I've got my other book that I do actually have, uh, which is Random Writings of an Aspiring Writer. Um, that's a collection of book, uh, collection of blog posts, inspirational blog posts and articles I've written. And, um, you know, there's a couple like my thoughts on the future of retail, which is an article I was actually requested to write um, based on I, I was asked to read a white paper that was put together for a presentation for businesses about the future of retail and AI and machine learning and all of that. And I was actually asked to write this uh, article about the white paper. They wanted to get my opinion on it because they'd seen my writing and they'd seen my, you know, I'd shared some of my opinions about uh, that because I did spend a decade working in retail. So I know the challenges and I was able to quickly comprehend what they were talking about because I had that on the ground experience and uh, so that's in there um, and just a lot of random thoughts and and ideas and things I've written like I wrote something about how um, treadmills are you know a lot of people think working out is torture well treadmills were actually originally invented uh, to be used in prisons um, as a form of punishment but also a form of helping the prison get things done like the treadmills would be hooked up to grain mills um, for making food or uh, for pumping water you know to, to help with the uh, actual plumbing um, of the uh, building and things like that so there was actually a purpose behind it but in the uh, 1800s that's what treadmills were actually invented for so it was actually a form of torture and punishment and it wasn't until near the end of the 1800s that 
It was actually deemed a form of cruel and unusual punishment to make people walk on treadmills. So if you've ever thought about, man, I hate working out. This is torture. It drives me nuts. Well, it actually kind of used to be torture so that you're not far off when you think that. Um, so just just ran some random stuff that I threw in there just that I wrote about, you know, just to share with people. Um, come to think of it, I wrote a pretty interesting article about how the earth was, was measured um, and how it was proven that it was round, you know, like 2000 BC um, by a guy named Erastus Nees. I probably butchered his name. I don't know. I don't speak ancient Greek. Um, I don't speak current Greek either. Uh, but how he actually measured the earth and when NASA actually measured the earth with satellites, um, you know, many thousands of years later, he was only actually off by a few hundred meters in his calculations. And that's probably more because, to be honest, I don't think it was his fault. His, because if you think about it from a logical standpoint, his measurement might have been 100% accurate. But there were a lot less people. There was a lot less weight on the earth, you know. I mean, when they built the Three Gorges Dam in China and dammed up the river, um, they added so much weight to the country of China that the earth actually tilted on its axis a, a degree. Um, so it's actually one degree off from where it was before the dam was built because there's so much weight centralized at the Three Gorges Dam that it actually changed um, the angle at which the Earth's pointed slightly uh, because of all that weight. It also changed the shape of the Earth because the Earth's spinning a little bit differently than it used to because of all that weight. It's like trillions of tons of water and the dam itself for a trillion tons or something like that. Um, I haven't looked it up in a while, but it's some ridiculous number. Um, and so it actually changed the shape of the earth a little bit because it's spinning at a little bit different um, rate, you know. So, you know, if you ever want to think about all the weird weather we're having recently, probably some of it can be tied back to that dam because obviously if you move something a little bit, um, you know, to go to like a baking thing, you know, sometimes you have to rotate things in the oven so they'll bake evenly or move them to a different shelf. If you've ever baked pies or cakes, um, sometimes you have to turn them because ovens don't heat exactly evenly. Um, I've never found one that really does it perfectly. So, same thing, same principle applies to the earth. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, so, you know, I threw in some random stuff like that. Um, and just stories, you know. So, you know, I've got two books actually on Amazon where you can actually buy print copies, which means I'm a published author. <laughs> I mean, self publishing is still publishing. And, um, you know, once I get. Um, hurtling towards a home back from the editor I'm going to put it up in Lulu and put it up in Amazon and see basically who has the better commission structure because at the end of the day you know and the better price too you know because 
the money is important, especially when it comes down to, I'm going to have to buy a lot of copies of Hurtling Towards a Home. I'm going to have to buy, you know, copies in bulk. So, you know, I need to know which one's going to be the cheapest to purchase. And then which one's going to give me the easiest means wherewith to, um, to uh, sell them too, because with Lulu, I like the fact that I'll be available in Barnes and Nobles as well as Amazon. But if Amazon gives me cheaper for buying the book, um, because I'm going to have it available in a, at least one coffee shop, um, possibly two uh, that I can think of, and then. Um, you know, I'll need them for the different shows and conventions I'm going to. You know, so I need to know which one's going to be easier to deal with as far as reporting sales and so on and so forth. Because I think Lulu said something about, you know, they expect you, however many you're selling or whatever, they expect like a report of that and how much money you're making or something. Probably, I'm sure it's for tax purposes, but at the same time, um, you know, I need to know how that works on each one. So... I've got to dig into that now, but, you know, I'm going to go through and compare the both of them, but I'm not going to spend too terribly much time on it. I just basically wanted to get, like, okay, this is what it is, and this is what this is, and I'll make a decision. So I've nailed it down to those two, so that's it. Um, unless by some miracle publisher swoops in and says, hey, we want to publish your book, in which case, you know, I'll look at that as well, but for right now, I just need to look at those two. So, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I've got a book out. I've got a book set, or I've got two books out, and I've got at least two book sales that I know of. Because with Amazon, they don't actually let you know about your book sales in print copies until the book actually ships. So I know I've sold at least one copy of my other book, The Random Writings of an Aspiring Writer. Um, it just isn't showing up in my sales portal because... It hasn't shipped yet, so, you know, I'm just thrilled, I'm excited, I, I've always kind of dreamt of doing something where I could share my creative vision and passion with people, and I am, I'm able to, I, I have two books available, and, you know, I did it all without having to worry about publishers or gatekeepers who weren't interested like the oh you're writing a science fiction novel oh um well we don't really deal much with science fiction uh because there's just so much out there i mean i can't tell you how many got how many um I, let me try and rephrase that sentence because that's i can't tell you guys there we go i got it right that time i can't tell you guys how many times i've heard that from publishers um you know all oh, we're not interested all oh, this that the other different excuses and you know i would absolutely love to be published by an actual publisher um but i'm going to start with the self-publishing route and go from there because i know like if you guys heard the interview with chris clues that i did you know he published his book on amazon and people really liked it and then they're like hey we want to publish your book so he got approached by a publisher after the fact so i'm going to publish through one of these self-publishers regardless 
And then if somebody says, yeah, we want to pick it up, I'd be like, okay, no problem. We're good. So, yeah, just because I want to get the book out, get it in people's hands, get it going, get everything rolling, and, you know, share my stories. And then, of course, I need to start writing my second book. I just got the email from my co-author as far as his notes. And now we just have to sort out which chapters we're going to write because we're going to, I think we're going to split it down the middle. He'll write six chapters, I'll write six chapters, and then we'll swap. So I got the notes back from him, and that's good. So I'm excited to get started on that. Probably start on that actually in the new year, um, just because I've got work, um, you know, every day except for New Year's Day. Um, I had Christmas off, so, um, which of course I'll have to work after New Year's Day, obviously, too. But, you know, I don't want to finish that one before, <laughs> before you know, New Year's and be like, okay, well, look, okay, book number three's out. <laughs> I mean, that would be kind of funny, but I don't know how long it's going to take him to write his half or, you know, when we review each other's um, books or our parts. So, yeah, I mean, it's super exciting. It's just so much fun doing this. And, and then, of course, with the podcast... I mean, the listenership just keeps growing and keeps growing and keeps growing. Of course, I can't look at the the actual graphs right now because I, I don't know if they're upgrading them or what, but for whatever reason, all the graphs are gone. So if you're a fellow podcaster listening to this episode um, and you're on Anchor, um, that is normal. Um, I've actually seen that in the Anchor Facebook community as well. People have been posting about that the graphs are gone. So, um, nothing to be afraid of. I'm sure they'll, they'll probably have that back at the end of the year. They're probably trying to get things cleaned up and changed. They've been adding a lot of new features on Anchor. So, um, you know, should be, should be fairly, fairly simple. Um, I know I've had several people tell me I need to get off of Anchor and move to, uh, well, a couple people have said Libsyn, um, which I'm considering. The only thing with, with that is, is these other podcasting platforms, I have to pay <laughs> to, to be on. You know, I have to pay to host my content. And, you know, it's a little difficult for me to, when I've got such a great platform that does so much, to switch and be like, okay, well, what are you guys giving me for the money? You know, what's what makes switching to you guys worth it? Because I've got a great platform right here that, well, technically, you know, I don't have everything submitted under my name because I let Anchor submit all the platforms for me to be on. I didn't have to pay a dime, and I still don't. And with these other platforms, like Libsyn... You know, I was looking at for the uploading. Since I'm a daily podcaster, I'd probably have to be paying twenty or thirty dollars a month to podcast to do what I'm doing right now for free. So, um, you know, it'd be a huge adjustment financially to go from nothing to thirty dollars a month. Um, so I'm not really sure. Um, I mean, you know. 
if that's something I want to do yet. I know I can switch over, and I know it'll be fairly simple process to do, supposedly, but right now it's just like, okay, well, um, let's, uh, sorry, let's hold off on that and, you know, see where we're at, because, I mean, if, you know, I did switch, I'd want to make sure I was on the right platform, too, because that's the other thing. There are so many podcasting platforms out there. And, you know, there's SoundCloud. There's all these different platforms. And, you know, if I'm going to switch, especially if I'm going to have to pay, I want to make sure that I'm on the right platform for me. Um, and, I, you know, I like I said, I don't know what the advantages are of going to one of these other platforms. Um, maybe there's a better commission structure where the ads that I'm recording are, I get more money off of them. I don't know. Um, but, you know, that's just, uh, something we'll have to figure out. But at the same time, I might reach out to Anchor and be like, hey, so, you know, what's something, you know, maybe they wouldn't know what the advantages are or, I mean, not that I'm wanting to leave, per se. I'm happy on Anchor, but, you know, just kind of get a feel for if they know, you know. They might be willing to share some of that information. Of course, I'm not the, you know, biggest podcast on Anchor, I'm sure. Not by any stretch of the imagination, but I, I do like to think that, you know... If I reached out to them, they'd definitely you know, be able to provide me some information, you know, as far as why people keep telling me I need to leave and why I should stay. Um, not that I'm, like, trying to be like, well, if you guys give me this, I'll stay. No, I'm not trying to ask for that. But just like a, hey, can you guys give me some guidance here? What makes these other platforms so popular that people keep telling me I need to go to them? Um, you know, something like that. But yeah, so I'm going to cut this episode here. I really hope you guys have enjoyed it. hope you enjoy the future episodes. I do have some interviews scheduled and upcoming. Um, I'm doing a Facebook Live on the Hurdling Towards a Home, a Story of Hope Facebook group on the 4th. And uh, I'm going to try and get the video downloaded since I'm hosting. I should be able to download the video, I think, and uh, extract the audio. So that I can share that as an episode. That's going to be a reading of the forward for the show, and uh, or I mean for the show for the book. So uh, by Errol Erdeman. he I interviewed him a couple weeks ago, and he wrote the forward for my book. So I am super excited to have that as well. And I hope you guys enjoy it. Or if you want to join up to the group, uh, you're more than welcome. And uh, yeah. So have a great day, everyone, and uh, we're going to get into this new year and do some exciting stuff, okay? Thank you, and Car Thoughts out.